Likutei Sichais, Chelik Chapalev, Volume 21, the first Sicha of Parshas Yisroi. This is a Rashi Sicha on chapter 19, verse 2, Perikutes, Pasik Beis, and the Pasik Vayichat Sham Yisrael Negadar. Just a quick introduction to remind ourselves, familiarize ourselves with uh, some of the Klalim, some of the rules in Rashi. Number one, the Dibur Hamaschil, the heading in Rashi, is very exact. Every single word in the Dibra Mascha that Rashi chooses to quote from the verse is actually connected to the explanation of Rashi. Moreover, number two, the Dibra Mascha itself, the heading itself, is what is, so to speak, compels Rashi to explain the way he does. Another thing that will help us later in the Sicha, and that is more of a Kabbalistic uh, concept, we know that the soul of every Jew, of every, every, every Yid, has five levels. Nefesh, Ruach, Nishama, and then Chaya, Yechida. The, we'll focus in on the Yechida. Yechida literally means unified. That is the part of the soul which is way, way beyond any whatsoever connection to this world. That is the part, the Yechida is the part that is, so to speak, unified in one with Hashem Himself. Now it's understandable that when you, from the perspective of Yechida, there is absolutely no difference between one Jew and the other. Because over there, it's all unified with Hashem. They're all one with Hashem. So let's go into the actual Sicha. So like I said, Perikutes, Pasig Base, chapter 19, verse 2. It describes over there how the Bnei Yisrael arrived in Midbar Sinai and are ready to receive the Torah. And then it says, Vayichan Shom Yisrael Negadar. And the Jews by, and, and B'nai Yisrael, the Jewish people, rested there, they camped there, opposite the mountain. So Rashi quotes the words, Vayichan Sham Yisrael, they camped there, Yisrael, and he explains, Ki echad like one man with one heart. However, says Rashi, in all the other encampments, was with tarumais, uvemachlekes, with murmuring, and with dissent, or discord. Now it's obvious that the reason why Rashi explains it here, and it seems to be very parallel to what it says in the Medrash in the Mechilta. It seems, and the Rebbe will soon explain how it's not. It seems that what compelled Rashi is because it says over here, Vayichan. It says it in singular form. And it's referring to all of the Jewish people. And therefore he has to explain that over here, it was like one man with one heart. And that's why, in general, it wasn't like that. Usually it was Vayachanu. And they rested. Not and he rested. I'm sorry, and they camped, not in he camped. However, if this is the case, that this is what compelled Rashi, the fact that it says, Vayichan, Beloshon Yochid, Vayichan in singular form, then why is Rashi also quoting the word Sham, which is there, and the word Yisrael? How does that play a role in Rashi's explanation? Now, the fact that Rashi brings the word Sham could somewhat be explained and understood very easily. Why? Because since it says Vayichan Sham, we know the Jews were there. So, and then it even specifies, and it says opposite the mountain. So it should have just said Vayichan Yisrael Negadar. Why does the Torah emphasize Sham? And perhaps that's very compelling in Rashi's explanation to tell us that it was just there, over there specifically, that Vayichan, and not elsewhere. And this is differing than the 
Mechilta's emphasis, the Mechilta is the Medrash, that he emphasizes all of this from the word Vayichan. If this is the case, we still remain with the question, why does he put in the word Yisrael? We just accounted for Vayichan, or seemingly accounted for Vayichan, which means an Ekemt, and Shom there, but why does Rashi put also into the heading the word Yisrael? Moreover, if you think about it, from a certain perspective, the fact that it says Yisrael actually justifies why Yavayichan in singular form is not unique. Because when you're referring to all the Jewish people, not as B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel, but rather as Israel, as one body, then it does make sense to write it in singular form and write Vayichan. Now we cannot say that Rashi arrived at this conclusion from the fact that First it says, Vayachanu b'midbar Sinai, that they camped in Midbar Sinai. And then it says, Vayichan in this verse. That cannot be the reason for Rashi's explanation. In other words, we're still really searching for Rashi. What compelled Rashi to explain all of this? How did he arrive at all this? And why can't we say this? Because we do find already two precedents. If you look in chapter 20, uh, first chapter 14, verse 31, where it describes... What happened by Kriyasiyam? So if it says Vayar Yisrael Asiyadakdoilo, and Israel saw, and it says Vayar in Loshin Yochid, and then it says he saw the great hand that Hashem had inflicted on the Egyptians, and then it says Vayiru Ha'Ames Hashem Vayaminu. It says and they saw and they believed. It says it in plural. Then if you look in chapter twenty, verse fifteen, a little later on, where it describes what happened when they saw the revelation of Godliness, it says Vayar Ha'Am, and the her nation saw, it says, Vayar, Loshin, Yochid, in singular form, Vayonu'u, and they trembled, Vayamdu, Merachik, and they stood from, stood from afar. So you see again, how in the same verse, it is justified, Rashi doesn't explain anything there, that he can speak in singular form, and then in, and then in plural. So this cannot be the reason that compelled Rashi, because it says first, va. Yachanu b'midbar Sinai that they encamped in midbar Sinai and then it says Vayichan and he rested. So so far we haven't yet come to the conclusion what compelled Rashi to explain all this and how is it all reflective in the Debraham Moscow and that's why we kept on asking why this word why that word really we're searching to or we're look we're seeking to figure out what was the reason that compelled Rashi to explain what he explains and then we'll get a better appreciation of his explanation. Another thing we need to understand, that like we said, it seems very obvious that the, that the source for Rashi's explanation is the Mechilta we kept on mentioning, the Medrash. But over there, if you look in the Medrash, it says it in, in, in a, not just in a slightly different manner, but almost in a totally different manner. Over there it says, in other words, these are very, very essential differences. In the Mechilta it says... Quote, every place that it says, Vayisu Vayachanu, every place that it says, quote, they traveled or they encamped, Noisim Machlekes, they always were traveling, and Choinim, and they're always encamping, Bimachlekes, with discord, with dissent. But over here, they were all the same, Hushvu Leiv Echad. Notice it doesn't say the word Keish Echad, like one man. It just says they were all similar, like one heart, and therefore it says, Vayichan. But Rashi doesn't say just that, and Rashi adds the words, Ki shechad, like one man with one heart. So why is it the Mechilta, which is a source, only says like, like one with one heart, and here he says 
like one man with one heart. Number two, in the Mechilta, it says that they were noisim v'nochoinim b'machleikas. It only mentions this in discord, dissent. Whereas Rashi adds tarumais v'machleikas. If you look again at Rashi, he says that they were with murmuring and with dissent. Number three, in the Mechilta, another difference, it says, therefore it says, vayichan. Therefore it says, and he rested, because it's telling us they were like one heart. But Rashi, like we already said, we made a point, from his Dibur HaMaschil, it's evident, it's clear, that he derives his explanation, not just uh, from the solitary word, Vayichan, but rather from the all three words together, Vayichan, Shom, Yisrael. So how is it, and why the difference? Another question in Rashi itself. Let's look in Rashi itself. There's a, there's, a, there's a previous Rashi which raises a question. In Parshas Bishalach, that's chapter 14, verse 10, over there it says, Vayisu Yisrael the Jewish people raised their eyes, and behold, Mitzrayim Noiseah, he was traveling, again, Lashon Yachid, after them, pursuing them. So Rashi quotes the words, Noiseah Achareyem, literally translated, he was traveling after them. And he says, how can you refer to Mitzrayim? I mean, the question is obvious. He doesn't state the question explicitly. But the question is, how can you refer to the Mitzrayim, to the Egyptians? This is about thousands of people. How can you refer to them as Yochid in singular form? So Rashi says, echod ki ish echod, with one heart, like one man. So you see, again, there's differences. Over there, why does Rashi quote the word I'm sorry, why doesn't Rashi quote the word Mitzrayim? Over here he quotes Vayichan Shom Yisrael. Right? Why doesn't he say Mitzrayim Neseachem? He just merely quotes the two words Noiseachareim as his Dibra Maskel, which is his question and what compels his answer. Number two, why does he say the word Achareim after them when the question really seems to be just from the word? Noiseya, that he was traveling, and as it's being written in reference to the Egyptians. Number three, over there he writes it in the opposite order. Over there he does he writes, Belave Echod Ki'ish Echod, like with one heart, like one man. Says the Rebbe, the explanation in all of this is as follows. When the fact that you can refer to a people in in to masses or to plurality. Sometimes Beloshin Rabim and sometimes Beloshin Yachid, sometimes in the plural form, sometimes in the singular form. This is only as it pertains, as things relate to exclusively only to action, to specific actions. So sometimes the people are all doing the action in unison, all doing it together in sync and harmony, and that's when you can refer to it even in singular form. When that's not the case, when an action is being done, somewhat splintered, sporadic, by some people are doing it, some people aren't doing it, even though it's coming in general from the masses, then you refer to it in a plural form. However, when it comes to matters of feeling, like thoughts, emotions, where the rule is, we know that Hashem created us, as the Gemara says, that no two people think alike. There, you can never refer to it, 
there you can never refer to it as single form because once you have a plurality, once you have more than one person, you cannot have the same exact emotion. You cannot have a unified thought. Everybody thinks somewhat slightly different. And that's where the question comes from. How is it possible... I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, forgive me. And that's why there is no question when in the psukin that we mentioned earlier as a precedent where you see two opposites in one pasik, once a Lashin Yochid, once a Lashin Rabim, there is no question. Let's take for example, by Yar Yisrael, they saw all that happened by Kriyas Yamsuk. This is an action. They all saw the same thing. They all experienced what the experience that took place. They all witnessed it the same way. However, when it says they vayiru vayaminu b'ashem, that they feared, they had now an, an excess, an extra high, heightened level of awe and fear for Hashem, or faith in Hashem, that you can compare. That's already a feeling and emotion. That's why it says the And the same is when it comes to Mount Torah. When it says vayar ha'om, they saw, they all saw the same thing. This action was exactly the same. It was unified. The, the effect of the action that they trembled and they stood afar, standing afar is also an expression of their emotion. This they weren't the same. And therefore it says it, Belashin Rabbit. And and when it comes to the Egyptians, when the Egyptians were pursuing the Jewish people, so one would have thought perhaps the Egyptians weren't all like-minded. They weren't all exactly in the same state of mind, in the same state of emotion. Why? Because we do know that there was a difference within the ranks of the Egyptians themselves. We had Pari who was so stubborn. Then you had the Egyptians who begged him to let the Jewish go, Jews go. And then you even had the Egyptians that even earlier on, they were the ones who, quote, feared Hashem. And therefore, one would have thought that now they're all pursuing the Jews, but it's not all in unison. It's not all the same. And that's where Rashi brings the words, Noiseya Achareihem. They were traveling after them. They were pursuing them. When it came to the pursuit of them, of the Jewish people, they all became unified now. That is the Chiddush, that is the novelty here. And that's why Rashi incorporates it in the Dibur HaMaschil to tell us that what brought them together at this, at this juncture was the Noiseya Achareihem, that they were following, they were pursuing them, the Jewish people. They all turned their hearts against them. And that's why Rashi says, we'll appreciate why he says, Believe Echad Ki'ish Echad, that because they had all a common feeling, which was a novelty, that's what the Apostle points it out, against the Jewish people, it was Nisaya, it was a unified, Achareim after them, they were after the Jews, that's why they became, this unified them, and they became like one, like one person. Now we'll appreciate the Rashi in our Parsha, now we'll truly appreciate it. Because, it already says, Vayachanu B'mid Sinai. it already said in the previous verse that they encamped there, so we know that they're there. We know that they're encamping in the mount in the in the desert of Sinai, which means they're there in front of the mountain. Why then did the Torah write again Vayichan and they camped Sham Negadar opposite the mountain? It's obvious. So Rashi understood that this is to emphasize. This is to give us an idea. 
not that they camped there, not the action, but the manner in which that they're camping there. In other words, how they're preparing themselves for the Torah. I mean, the first verse was just telling us merely the fact, the action that they came and they encamped there. The second one is telling us in what manner, in what spirit they were encamping. And therefore, it would have made sense that, like we said earlier, like we explained before, that since no two people think alike, no people have exactly the same emotions, therefore, specifically here, it should have said it in a plural a form, not in a singular form. It should have said Vayachanu, because in terms of preparation to Matan Torah, they cannot be the same. They cannot all feel the same. They're not all at the same level of intellect. No, but it says Vayichan. Therefore, Rashi emphasizes Vayichan Shom Yisrael. He's explaining to us that when it comes to that, the reason why it was Vayichan. The reason why they were all able to be one and like one, even though typically people cannot be one, people cannot think the same way, people are not created to, to feel alike, to feel and think alike. But over here, what came revealed was the aspect of Yisroel that's in them. Meaning because they were all, the, 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 that Pintalayid, that essence, essence, the spark of their Jewishness all became revealed therefore this unified them and it became Vayichan it became that they he encamped and that's why Rashi first prefaces and says Ke'ish Echad, like one man since they all connected to that one manhood that one man idea that they are which is Yisroel the essence of being Jewish now it also affected that they're also their their emotions were in harmony and unity. That's why he says the contrast the Mitzrayim, if you recall, when he said first because they weren't one person, they weren't exactly thinking alike. It's just in that moment, in that situation where they were pursuing the Jews, they all became so full of hatred to the Jews. And they all had now like a common cause that combined them, that brought them together and gave them a sense of the same emotion, believe Echot, and that brought them to be like Ish Echot. And that's why Rashi says over there, believe Echot ki Ish Echot. But by Yidin, it was ki Ish Echot because this is their commonality. This is who we are. And this brought us to believe Echot that we should also feel the same. However, the Mechilta, remember in contrast, the emphasis is that they were all believe echo. They were all preparing themselves in the same harmonious way to 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 uh, to receiving the Torah. Now that we understand that, according to Rashi, there are two things here. There is kiish echad, the revelation of the spark of Jewishness, the etzem being a yid, and then there is then a result of it believe echad. We can also understand why Rashi adds when it says. Where Rashi adds the words, if you recall, the Mechilta only said that they had always Machloikas, which is discord, dissent. And Rashi adds murmuring and dissent. Because the Pasuk is emphasized, the Pasuk emphasizes the word Sham, Vayichan Sham, there. That means there in contrast to the other places. So Rashi understood that this unity that was, was, was became expressed here was only here, not elsewhere. And therefore, and elsewhere, there was always a machloikis. There was always dissent, which is the opposite of ish echad, of one man. And there was always tarumis, murmuring, which is expression of various feelings of emotions, the opposite of leiv echad. Now the Rebbe adds 
from Yeno Shotere. You remember the quote wine of Torah, meaning the esoteric meaning and esoteric explanation, and then also later Hoiroi directive from this Rashi. See, in essence, if you look about if you look around, the world was designed in a way that it's full of plurality and everything is split. You don't see a unity in the wood in the world. It's not meant to be visibly unified. How everything seems to be separate from another. What does bring the, un- the, the unity in the world? What does bring the world to be unified? All the various objects and the various existences in the world. That is the revelation of godliness. When there's a revelation of a lakus, a gila lakus, then there's a unity in the world. Where is this revelation? How does it come about? How does God reveal himself? Through Torah. Through Torah. And therefore, the Mechilta holds that the effect of Matan Torah was so strong, was so powerful, that not only did it affect in real time as the Torah was being given, but already a few days prior to it, it was having an effect on the Jewish people, and that's why it, they were already believed Echad, there was a unity even in their emotions, even in their separate, in the, their their. their what in, in the aspect of them that typically would be separate and different, it already unified that. However, according to Rashi, no. Matan Torah affected whatever it affected, meaning it brought about the unity in real time as the Torah was being given. During Matan Torah, that's, that's when it was happening. The fact that they were Ki'ish Echad, says Rashi, it comes out according to Rashi, was not because, yet because of Matan Torah directly itself, Rather, Ki'ish Echad was because of the revelation of the highest level of their Nishama, the Bechinas HaYechida that's in the Eden. Since it became revealed, this brought them all together and made them one. As we explained in the introduction to the Sicha. Now this, the Ish Echad, that they're essentially really one man, one person, they all come from the same place, Yechida, this brought a re- as a result that their preparation to Matan Torah was Belev Echad. And that's why he says, Ki Ish Echad Belev Echad. Now we know that everything Hashem made in the world, in the side of Kedusha, He made the opposite, something to counter it, so to speak, in the side of the opposite of Kedusha. And therefore, Although there is no such possibility of true unity in the opposite of Kedusha, yet Hashem gives something and makes something that can sometimes somewhat resemble it. And that's why by the Mitzrayim we find something similar to it, that they became unified for the moment, believe Echad, one heart, and this caused them to be the Gish Echad, but it's certainly not the same, because they can't have true unity, because their unity is almost like a manufactured, it's an artificial unity, versus the unity that comes between Yidin is a true unity, because the truth is that we all come from the Yechida, and over there we are truly unified. The Rebbe concludes that although true, there is an essential difference between a Yid and the opposite of a Jew, Right, a Jew can only is the only one who can truly experience true unity and true connection to the Torah. Therefore, however, once Hashem gave the Torah and He gave the Torah for all, and He gave the Torah to affect the world, therefore it's it's imperative that also for the guy there has to be something at least similar, something that can mimic this. Although it won't be the actual thing, but something to mimic it, a true unity and connection to Hashem, and that is, and we see this as the Rebbe reflected in Halacha that the Rambam writes that the, that the imperative for a goy 
to keep the Sheva Mitzvah saying Noyach is not because the, his rationale and his uh, his sense of um, his sense of ethics and morals dictates so, but rather because so said Hashem, because this is what Hashem said. Another because of the Torah, because and this brings the God, and the guy keeps the Sheva Mitzvah saying Noyach. Even the guy is 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 effective in making the world into a place that's a shus hayochid, that's like a private domain, a place where Hashem is unified with the world.